If you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. If you're not into yoga, if you voted John McCain. If you like making love at midnight in the dunes of the Cape. You're the lover I hope for. Look to me and escape. Doodle-doodle-doo. Okay, the new studio is coming together, everybody. I just want you to know it's not completely finished. I haven't gotten the desk yet, which annoys me because it was like the first thing I bought. When I go to the tracking thing, it says like, we have received the shipment, but they haven't put it. It's been stuck in shipping for like two weeks and I don't know what they're doing. And hurry the fuck up because your boy needs a desk. I just got the old desk and it's fine for right now, but I got a new carpet in. We painted the walls. We got the Chesterfield chair in for the very few times in which we'll have a guest. And you know what? It's feeling so much more me in here. I haven't been this excited about it about anything in a while. And that's a really sad thing to say, but that is also the truth. Oh, I got a new computer too. So we'll see how this all sounds and, and edits out. I got a new Mac. Should we call the Brandi? Let's call it Brandi. Let's call her up right now. Got a new studio in the works. In the works. Hey. What's up? Nothing. Dude, I was just telling the wife to years before I called you. The studio is almost done. Yeah? Yeah. The walls are painted. They look great. I got a new carpet. Oh, a rug. Yeah, hold on. Let me do this. Anyway, so I'm very excited. Like, this is the most excited I've been in a long time. What are you drinking? Have myself a little uh, Pacifico Clara. What this today? Tuesday? Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Beer? I listen, I'm I'm on the I'm on a beer train these days. Okay. I find that I can drink beer and I don't get drunk. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds. So you don't get hung over either. Exacto mundo, sister Anne. And that's what I'm really looking for. I'm looking for something to do. Okay. And then I want to feel good tomorrow. What about a poppy? By the way, none of these things are sponsored. Mm-mm. And they should be. Should be. It's frustrating. I drink one of these almost every episode. Really? I just, I like having something to drink. Yeah. Don't need alcohol. Mm-hmm. And these are really yummy and supposedly good for you, so I don't know. I told you that I haven't had caffeine in like two weeks, right? I know. Still haven't. And doing great? Yeah. Guess so. Let me tell the wife to hear something, guys. Decaf coffee still makes you shit. Yeah, but it's not as good. It's not. Sleeping better. And I think that's the, that's the key. That's what's important. That's good. You know? That is important. <clears throat> Anyways, um, how you doing? I'm chilling. Finally got cold here. Oh, it did. You finally yeah. are getting a season. We're getting a season. It's cloudy, dreary, you know, been, been drizzling. It's in the 50s. Just that typical, like, blah, mm-hmm. Tennessee weather. Gotcha. we're known for. Yeah. All right. So that's, it's fine. You know, it's fine. Been cleaning the house today, doing laundry. You know, someone's got to run this household. Someone's got to provide for these fucking dogs that live in this castle. Why don't you get um, a housekeeper? So I have one. She comes every two weeks. Oh, two weeks? Like deep, yeah, mm. I know. I mean, you know, housekeepers are expensive. Totally. Comes in as a deep clean. So your girl has to, you know, do a little cleaning here and wow. there, you know, in between. You're like an everyman. I really am. I do it all. You do it all. Wow. You're like the Bruce Springsteen of podcasters. Blue collar. All right. Well, let's see. Last night, Sarah and I um, celebrated our six-year anniversary from becoming a boyfriend-girlfriend. That's actually insane. I know. We both realized that it's the longest relationship either of us have ever been in. So there's that. It should be. Yeah. Um, yeah, where did true. those six years go? I feel like you guys have not been together that I know. long. I know. It's crazy. 
yeah, we debuted our relationship at your house. Sure did. Halloween. That was an epic party. Like one, one of maybe the best party I've ever thrown. Really? It was a good one. Yeah. All right. A good one. There were some fights, you yeah. know, girls pulling each other's hair. Was there? Yes. I don't remember that. It was fun. <laughs> but we were really celebrating like our one year anniversary, but she was in Fiji doing Love Island. So uh, we kind of like pushed it to like, well, let's just do it when our like dating anniversary was. But the you know what the first year anniversary gift is? No. Paper. It's pretty weak. We went through it all last night, that like all of the um, the anniversary gifts. What's six? No, because it was our first year married. Ew, and that's how you do these things? Yeah, that's how it works. First year. I said, give me some money. First of all, I think this, this list had, had come out so long ago that like some of these like precious metals were much more important than they are now. But I think the idea was, was that originally the first 14 are cheap items because you're poor when you first get married. And then... For, for 14 years, you're poor? I, mean, I guess. I don't know. But like, so let me just say, okay, so number one is paper. So okay. I got Sarah this notepad. Cute. That says, take notes. And it says the Adams family. And it's a picture of us. Adorable. And then she got me a picture framed from our wedding that I was going to go up here. But number two is cotton. The touch, the feel of cotton. Sheets? Ooh. No, you don't want cotton sheets. A t-shirt? I don't even know what what that is. Huh. Number three is leather. Okay, that, that could be good. It could be like a bag of some sort. Number four is fruit or flowers. So that sounds, that sounds like an edible arrangement. That sounds terrible. Number five is wood. Let me tell you something, everybody. Hey. She's getting the wood every anniversary. <laughs> oh! That was about my dick. Let's see. Six Thank is you. candy or iron. Those two iron. are not the same thing. No. Number seven is wool or copper. Okay. A sweater, I guess. Weird. Number eight is pottery or bronze. Okay. I don't even know Pot. what they make bronze into these days. Really not a whole lot. Yeah. It's not until 60, anniversary 60, I think, that it's diamonds. You got to wait. You got to, that's a long con to get them diamonds. I was going to say, did people even live that long back then? No, fuck no. Oh. I'll do the good ones. 55 is emerald. That's a good one. 53 is plastic. I guess maybe a credit card or something. Huh. 42nd is is clocks or watches. That could be expensive and nice. Yeah. 36 is antiques. I like that because like you're old at that point. You're like, let's go antiquing together, baby. We did that. Um, that was fun. And now we're here. Um, should we show the show? Mm-hmm. Is it me or you? I don't know. Was it me? Go for it. I don't care. Okay. Bros and hoes, you're listening to your favorite thing podcast. With- Wells and Brandy. All right, guys, airport anxiety, it's a real thing. Between constantly checking my pockets for my ID or forgetting the gate number, even though I just looked at my boarding pass, I'm stressed. But here's the thing. If you travel with base, your bag has the function and the fashion to keep you calm, carefree, and looking good. Sarah and I have been using base luggage for years, long before they even started sponsoring the show. Truly, I have a bunch of base luggage and I love it all. My absolute favorite piece, though, is the convertible weekender bag. I have it in three colors because I literally take it everywhere. And the best part is the bottom compartment unzips completely if you get the convertible bag because sometimes I don't need that extra space. So I just take the top part. But other times, you know, like I refuse to check a bag. So that really helps me out. So you guys got to check it out. Every piece made by Bays is made to look better with miles. 
miles, so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Bays has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Bays has your personal items covered. And right now, Bays is offering our listeners out there 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash YFT. Go to basetravel.com slash YFT for 15% off your first purchase. That's base, B-E-I-S, travel.com slash YFT. We are officially on the YouTube. We've been saying that for three weeks. Yes, but I went and looked. We have subscribers. We have like oh. 400 and something subscribers. Okay, so great. YFTers, we're going to need more of you guys to do that. Yes, we are. But Even if you don't want to watch it, can you just go subscribe? Just go subscribe and then also watch probably. You get much more content in the YouTube thing than you do from the show. Yeah. So I, don't know. I will say, now that I have uh, backed off the Botox a bit, mm-hmm. my facial expressions are very entertaining. Yeah. Well, and it's usually just <laughs> in contrast to the stupid shit I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. There was one video that had like a bunch of views, so I think that's good. Oh, great. Yeah. Good. But anyways. Great, great news for us. Yeah, if you want to go uh, watch or listen to the podcast over there, go for it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But we're over there. Type in uh, your favorite thing podcast and then subscribe, please. By the way, I went and looked at some more fuck you very muches. And then yeah. a lot of people were like, no, we like the BIP reviews. Okay. So I, I'm going to do the same thing. I'll tell okay. you kind of when this ends. I really don't know the exact time because of ads and stuff, but I'll give you a ballpark. Okay. But let's talk about some BIP 9 right. ep 4. Okay. If you don't want to listen to the BIP recap, you can skip ahead to around 21 minutes. Okay. I feel like a lot happened. It felt like a very long episode. It did feel very right? long. I was like, yeah. I was like, geez, this is taking forever. Mm-hmm. And not, not in a bad way. I was just like, just no. a, a lot of things were happening. Lots. So it kind of starts with John Henry coming in. And he is the most nervous person I've ever seen ever come onto that show. Very nervous. It was kind of endearing, if I'm being honest. I, yeah, I liked it. Him pulling out the card and he's just like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Something like just got done jackhammering. <laughs> he asks out Olivia, which is kind of surprising to me. Well, it was, in, except it when he said that Kylie was his number one, a lot surprising to me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, now I know his type. So then, when, but you know what? I was really surprised that Kylie didn't get asked on the date because I was shocked that she said she was open to going because yeah. I thought she was all in on Avon. And then she's sitting here telling John Henry, like, no, we're open. Mm, yeah. I'm not sure that Avon knows that you're open, but sure. So I thought for sure he, she would get asked. But then I think he ended up talking to Olivia. And I think Olivia is his type also. And she's beautiful. I actually think that she's so extroverted that it's a really good balance for him. Yeah. Like where Kylie's kind of quieter and, and more introverted too. Like maybe they would have gone on a date and it would have been very silent. I think Olivia was a great choice. I don't disagree with that. By the, I just feel like Olivia just wants to hook up with someone so badly. I'm not putting her down or anything. I just feel like she's just like, I just need to go on a fucking date. Like, I just feel like that's where, what her like energy is. Uh-huh. So I'm so glad that she finally gets to go on a date. And also like, why were the masseuses there? I don't, you guys didn't do anything. No, they didn't do anything. All you did was set up the table yeah. fucked up because it that broke. It broke, which was funny. Yeah. John Henry was so nervous. I was like, is he going to make out with this chick or not? Like, what's going to happen here? I know. But then once he went in for the kiss, he was kind of like forward about it. Yeah. In a good way. Olivia, what happened to Peter? Like, I thought you were into Peter. How quickly things change here in paradise. I can't even keep up with it. Okay. But here's the weird thing for me is that she and Peter hadn't even kissed. I know. I thought that was very weird too. 
Very strange. When she comes back and she tells Peter how like great of a time it was, then it was like Peter's like, well, now I guess I got to make out with her. Like I got to catch up. Peter and Olivia's kiss, not only was it playing catch up, but I feel like it was super awkward. Super awkward. And I thought she and, is it John Henry? Is that his name? Yeah. Had like smoke and hot chemistry. Yeah. So I'm like, how do you go from that to like this kiss with what's his face and like, and be like, oh, I don't know what to do. Obviously you choose John Henry. Obviously. Well, why? I mean, Peter's a very handsome guy with a very good job. You know, you think that's a good job? I don't. A pilot? I think it's a horrible job. Well, it's like he makes well over six figures a year. I mean, that's fine, but you're never going to see him and he's going to have ample opportunity to cheat on you when he's staying in hotels with flight attendants. Uh-huh. Like, Interesting take, I probably suppose. Probably not ideal. But the you'll only be able good to fly thing about that free. job is the flight benefits. Yeah. <laughs> so you, know, you, you win some, you lose some here. Yeah, he's fucking around on me, but I get to fly for free. True. John B. comes in. And asks Eliza, are you surprised that Eliza goes on the date? Very. Me too, actually. Because John B is just kind of like quiet and dorky. I'm like, that's who you're going to risk it for? Like, no offense to John B. I'm sure he's very nice. But it's not like, not that he's single, but like Matt James. Like somebody, like like a former bachelor, just somebody like, you know, like a hot commodity. But instead, like. John V comes down and she's like, yeah. And like, it looked like they had a great time. And like, I'm concerned. She's so concerned about having the thing that happened to her last season happen again. Right. Which is like getting into a love triangle and then like, yeah. Things so going why wrong. would you say yes to this date? I don't know. And like Aaron, both Aaron and Peter did the thing that I think is the right thing to do, which is to say, Hey, yeah, I don't want you to go on the date. Yes. Selfishly, don't go. But mm-hmm. if you do go, that's fine. But I do not want you to go. Because in the yes. past, people were like, you got to do what you got to do, you know? And, and then they use that against them. They're like, well, you didn't even care yeah. that I went on the date. Yep. So I think they both did the right thing of being like, I don't want you to go. But like, you are an adult. Go forth if you must, you know? Mm-hmm. Aaron B. comparing to her charcuterie board, I thought was interesting. Very, very. Of all like the most beautiful quotes in the world. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't Shakespeare-esque. No. Who doesn't love a charcuterie board? I mean, I, everybody loves one. But yeah, I'm very confused about Eliza. I am too. Making. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Okay, so then the next thing that happens is I unveil the truth box. So here's what I think about the truth box. People started to realize that the truth was going to come out because of this box. So mm-hmm. they started doing things so they could be in front of it. Totally, which is kind of smart. I, th- I think it was, we had gotten to a little bit of a lull in the season. We're like, everyone knew Sean liked Jess, right? Like, of course. Everyone yeah. did. And he wasn't acting upon it. And we're like, okay, you're running out of time here. I don't know what you think you're doing here. That was a very good example of, oh shit, people are going to be like, Sean isn't really into Rachel. He's into Jess. And so he was like, okay, I, I got to go talk to her, you know, so that he immediately goes and gets Jess, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. First of all, like, I love Jess to pieces, but she's just like a naturally awkward person. Totally. Just wears kind of everything on her face. She can't hide her emotions. Sean, are you saying there's a chance? And she's like, basically like, no, there's no chance. Zero. Yeah. It was so beautifully awkward. (laughs) I loved it. Yeah, it was good. It was. It It was, was really good. I think it was my favorite thing that's happened with Jess thus far. Yeah, it was, yeah. Then Rachel gets... So mad. So mad. She's pretty fiery. Like, I really like that about her. 
I'm just shocked that Brayden didn't get like more backlash from what he did than he did. I feel like he got off real easy because that was a dirty move, even though it was the right thing to do for Rachel. Like yeah. it, it was a little sleazy. It was a little like old Brayden from The Bachelorette. Yeah. You know, I, I agree. And I think he know, knew that too. Like as yes. soon as he did it, I think he was like, "Fuck." I think that he was like, "I don't have a rose coming from anybody." Yeah. I do like Rachel. And then he was like, and I never liked that Sean guy. Yeah. In defense of Brayden, Sean was talking about it a lot. He came to the bar and was talking about it in front of in front of people. And how did no one tell Rachel this until now is my question. Like none of the girls even. They both were under the impression that things weren't serious. Sure. And so like his thing of like, I don't want to hurt her feelings. So, you know, she likes me. I think that's where Rachel was annoyed. Hmm. By being like, she's the one that's like still in love with me. But when they had the understanding that it was casual. Yeah. And that, I don't think so. that she, was, she wasn't mad that like he went and talked to Jess. I think he was, mm. she was mad. She was like, I'm not butthurt that you like somebody else. Like, don't mm-hmm. make this like a thing. So that's what I think it was. Interesting. But, but yeah, I do think that it was a dirty dog move on Braden's part. But I will say this. It pays off in the end. All of a sudden, it's like super hot and heavy with Brayden and Rachel. Yeah, and I love them together, actually. I do, too. Her makeout session with Brayden was so much sexier and more romantic than ever it was with Sean. Oh, of course, yeah. I never saw it. Like, I knew that they had made out, but I, I didn't see it in person. It gave Rachel, like, a good moment, mm-hmm. which I think that she deserves, like, as mm-hmm. an ex-bachelor at the whole like Hannah thing come down and her being like, but I'm the bachelorette. What the fuck is, it? you know, like mm-hmm. that, that always rubbed me the wrong way. And I was like, okay, good. I'm glad that she's getting a moment. She's getting, it's real sexy. It's real. She's having a good time. Mm-hmm. Will it last? Who knows? Probably it's not. It's brave. But yeah, <laughs> but it's fine for now. And then I think we have to get into like, this cat is just unraveling. She's looking real bad. So she unravels kind of before the truth box gets really exposed. So Aaron S. takes my truth box and he fucking slams it on the floor. Yeah, which, what, where'd that anger come from? And also, we never talked about, why didn't he just leave with Sam? Because I think that he's hoping she comes back. Well, that's stupid. He should have just gone with her. If she shits... In a she, window, she, well, sure, she can come back. Going home. Yeah, sure. So yeah. I think that that was the thought of like, okay, hold on, let's just get her to the hospital, maybe. Like, let's see if we can get her to shit, and then mm-hmm. if she can, then she can come back. I think that's that's why he stayed. I agree. It. it would have been more romantic if he was like, I'm, I'm, I'm in this Much with you. More. Yeah. Better story. Yeah. Yeah. And I, hindsight's twenty twenty and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I remember when he did all that, and I was like, I'm very confused as to why you're so angry. Yeah. I think it had to do with some of my margaritas. Fair. And I think he got angry because he started to realize that he was going to go home because she wasn't coming back. Yeah. The way that he kind of explained it to me was I was really open and honest with her and with everyone, and I'm getting fucked over, and everyone here is not being honest with each other, and that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. And if I, if I have to leave, everyone has to fucking hear the truth real quick. <laughs> because I did read out like some very like blase, fun one. I was trying to lighten the mood. No, you know? I know. And then he was like, "Fuck this shit." Yeah. <laughs> the big one was cats using Tanner, and you know, mm-hmm. just like he did with Braden, and yada yada yada. And I don't know if he's the one who wrote that, but he definitely keyed in on finding those cat ones. Yeah, I feel like he did write them. Who knows who wrote them? 
<laughs> I, I will say this. I read through all of them, obviously. It was like my, my job at the end of the night to like read through them and everything. They were different handwritings with like the cat oh, thing. Like, is it a girl's handwriting or a guy's? I don't. I think it was guys that what were not okay. sold on cat. Okay. Wasn't there one that was like, Jess, cat's yes. not your friend? Yes. Which is interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so Kat absolutely fucking loses it and is screwed. Like, I remember where she's doing those interviews is, is kind of far away from my bar. She is screaming at the top of her lungs and we all were like, it's like looking up and like, Jesus Christ, she's, she is spiraling. Yeah, it's not, it's not a good look. That's all I have to say about that. Now, I did see a Instagram post that she did that said, you know, everyone's giving me crap for not saying and talking to Brayden before I left. I really did. They didn't show that part. They only showed like a bunch of things making me look bad. And I don't know if that's true or not. And if it is, then that sucks. But I mean, it does, but it doesn't change the fact that she's still saying the things she is. They are airing in the tone that she's saying them. It just comes across very like pompous, I guess. I don't know, like she can do no wrong. She's just yeah. like, up on this pedestal and like everybody else, you know, is like bullshit and like whatever. Like that's the vibe it's giving and it's just not a great look. I think the thing that she needs to take away from all of this is that like you have to allow people to express their feelings to you. Even yeah, if you don't. Without getting mad. Yeah. And dismissive. That's not fair. No. There's much more to come with our friend Kat. Oh boy. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. I'm interested to see, like, you know, they leave us on that cliffhanger of, like, who's coming down to the beach yeah. or whatnot. So, interesting to see who that is. It's but. female legs, I can tell you that. Mm -hmm. so I did notice that. The Paradise Gods have answered the call from Sean and Aaron S. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of ready for Sean to go home. A little bit. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Kind of ready. All right. Is that everything for Bachelor? I think so. All right. You still having fun with it? Yeah, I like it. Okay, good. Yeah, good episode. I wish you got more TV time. I know. Listen. My only complaint. I know. I Well, I was supposed to read out all those things, and then the motherfucker yeah. broke my box and did my job for me. That was so crazy. I know. Yeah. Um, all right. You got some fave things, bro, or what? Yeah, bro. Okay. I started a new show. It's an Apple Plus show. It's called Lessons in Chemistry. Okay. Do you know anything about it? I do not. No. It's Brie Larson is the lead. It's her new show. I'm pretty sure it's based on a book. Okay. I didn't really know anything about this show. I maybe watched a preview and saw that it was like she's like a scientist or whatever, but I really went into it with like no knowledge of anything. Okay. I'm obsessed with it. Okay. It's so good. I mean, Bree's amazing, right? We, we loved her in Room. She's an amazing actress, but she's so good in this. It's set in the 50s, I believe. She does play a scientist. It's like she's got her degree in science. And then the place she works, basically, like she's the only female with the degree. And they kind of tell you in episode one that like all the other scientists in the building who are men also have a PhD, but she does not. And so it's like this question of like, well, if you got your science degree, like why didn't you get your PhD? And there's like a big question mark there. A lot of, you know, this is about like gender discrimination back then and people don't take her seriously because she's a girl. And even the women in the office that she works at, like most of them are like receptionists and stuff. They treat her like shit, you know, because she is smarter than them and they just tear her down for it and whatnot. But there's this other scientist that's in the building who's like famous. I guess he's like won awards or something, but he's a total weirdo. She ends up working with him. He he, like at first is like really intrigued by her and then finds out real quickly like oh my gosh like she is so smart you know and they start working together on something and it's just so good kind of get like a little bit of everything with this show and 
every episode well there's only two out but each episode has ended on like the biggest cliffhanger where you're just like oh my god i have to watch the next one and now you have to wait a week but they've just done a really good job with it i love it very much Set in the 1950s, Elizabeth Zott's dream of being a chemist is put on hold when she finds herself pregnant, alone, and fired from her lab. Lessons in Chemistry, streaming on Apple+. Plus. I got a spooky show for you. Oh, yeah? Yes. It is another, is it Michael Flanagan? Yeah, so Mike Flanagan is also the guy that did, like, The Haunting of Hill House and mm. all of those, like, spooky things. Loved those. Yeah, it's the same cast. By the oh. way, Mike Flanagan only uses the same people in, <laughs> like, so much so that, like, someone did a TikTok and they were like, look, he just uses the same people. I mean, a lot of directors do that. Peter Berg uses a lot of the same actors over yeah, and over. Yeah, for sure. Um, so were you ever a big Edgar Allan Poe fan? Not really, but oh. I mean, I'm obviously familiar. Yeah. Anyways, this is one of his poems, The Fall of the House of Usher. Um, uh. And so they've made this into uh, a modern day um, horror story. Cool. To secure their fortune and future, two ruthless siblings build a family dynasty that begins to crumble when their heirs mysteriously die one by one. The Fall of the House of Usher on Netflix. It's so fucking good. Ooh, I can't wait. Yeah, it's all the same people that have been in everything. And it's just in time for spooky season. And also, side note, Elon Gale has another cameo. Remember, he was like the plumber in yep. Honey of Hill House. He's once again a plumber for like one scene <laughs> for some reason. That's hilarious. And then his fiance Molly, who was in Castle and an amazing actress, she's in it for like a good solid chunk of it. So oh, nice. very, cool. very good. Highly recommend. I will definitely watch that. Yeah. Love is Blind released the reunion episode. Mm. And it's pretty juicy. So if you've been watching Love is Blind, you obviously have to watch the reunion. I'm concerned for the future of this show. So like, I know there's going to be a couple more seasons because I, I remember I saw Blake post something about they're doing Love is Blind Denver because he wanted to nominate Elise. And I did see that they were casting Love is Blind Nashville. So obviously this is sticking around, but only one couple survived this season, mm. you know, like only one really made it and is still together. I just don't know how much longer this is going to work. I don't know how much longer they can do this show. I feel yeah. like it gets like less legit with every season. Yeah. A YFTR sent me an amazing, amazing Amazon review. Okay. And I feel like I must do it. Let's do it. We haven't done one in a while. We haven't. This comes from Goddess Divine. Five stars. Verified purchase. Subject line. Warning. Exorcism needed after using this bad mama jamma. She is reviewing the Satisfier Pro 2 Next Gen Vibrator. This rose gold, silicone-tipped beauty will make you feel like the queen you were always meant to be. You set this bad boy into position and it stays. I'm talking hands-free. You can watch your porn, eat a snack, browse Netflix, knit a sweater, whatever you want until 30 seconds later when you approach orgasm numero uno. It'll be small, but powerful. You'll declit this so fast you won't even remember what you were doing. Catch your breath, then think to yourself, just one more won't hurt. A minute later, numero dos. By the time you hit number three, your soul will separate from your body like some Doctor Strange movie. Now that you've reached 
the need and exorcism level. Palms sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy, weirdly craving spaghetti. You'll become your biggest cheerleader. You're the freaking champion. You're gonna come. You deserve this. You freaking know you do. Just one more orgasm and you're done. Orgasms, maniacal laughter. <laughs> Girl, you know I was lying. Go again, you bad mamma jamma. If you've called yourself the champion at least once, you've reached the winner's circle of masturbation. It's a small club, growing by the day thanks to this suction wavelength science vibrator. Another word of caution if you think at any point, weird, feels like I could poop right now. D-freaking-clit. You will undoubtedly poop yourself. Also, you may pass out. I may be speaking from experience. Proceed with caution. <laughs> oh, so good. Someone should have given this to Sam if it helps you shit. I know, right? I didn't know about declitting. De Is that a thing? Uh, it's the first I've heard of it. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> anyways, there was a lot of declitting conversation in that. So it attaches to the clit tori. Sounds a little painful. How can you attach to something that doesn't exist? True. <laughs> Oh, you know, <laughs> that was a guy joke, but apparently um, you liked it. Have you been keeping up with like this Jada Pinkett Smith business? No. Really? She got a book out and she's going on this whole tour about oh. promoting the book. And in the book, she's like, yeah, Will and I haven't been married since like 2018, pretend married. And she couldn't believe it when he said, keep my wife's name out of your m mouth because it's, she's not his wife and all this stuff. And she just won't stop talking. And I feel like I'm losing my mind a little bit. Well, um, I feel like I've been hearing for years that they just have like an open relationship. Yeah. Here, let me, let's, let's play some of this and see. I'm really shocked because mind you, I'm not there. We haven't called each other husband and wife yeah. in a long time. But I'm like, what is going on I right keep now? Keep my wife's, wife's name. name out of your yes. mouth, yes. right? And I'm yes. like, but now I'm really worried for Will because I don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. What is going on? Now, first of all, I'm worried for Will that you're telling people this. The other thing is <laughs> she says that Tupac asked her to marry her at some point. All right. Really piggybacking on all this Tupac news. So I found this, okay. which I thought was very, very interesting. Jada's lying and I have the timeline to prove it. And I'm literally in the middle of moving. That's why I look raggedy, but I cannot handle these fucking lies anymore. Jada is currently on her pay attention to me tour and she is making all these wild claims, including that Tupac proposed to her while he was at Rikers. Really? The math isn't mathing. So let's take a look. Tupac was convicted of sexual assault charges on February 8th, 1995. I love these internet From sleuthers. there, he was sent to Rikers prison <laughs> only to be transferred less than a month later to Clinton Correctional Facility. And she specifically said she went to see him. This was not on the phone. Book when I go to see him in Rikers, probably one of the more painful parts, seeing him there, the condition that he was in and having to leave him there. Cool. So prior to going into Rikers, Tupac already had a girlfriend named Keisha. He proposed to Keisha, her words, in a September 2011 interview. He proposed to Keisha before he even went into prison. They were already engaged. 
they got married in April. And in the time that he got sentenced and was taken to prison, Keisha actually moved closer to be by him and be by the prison and saw him on a near daily basis. When he asked me to get married, he was at Rikers. So you're telling me that in the three to four week window that he was at Rikers engaged to another woman who had moved closer to the prison and was there almost every day, Tupac proposed to Jada. But hey, Jess, you might be saying to yourself, Tupac wasn't known to be a one woman man. He was he was no angel. Fair enough. Let's see where Jada was during February of 1995, which was, as we've already established, the only time she would have been able to see Tupac at Rikers since he was only there for less than a month. All right, you get the idea. Jada Pinkett Smith. <laughs> this girl is heated, heated on this topic. I love, I love, I love anyone that's passionate about anything. The fact that she's <laughs> yeah. she's this passionate about this. After what Will Smith did, I became less of a fan of his, unfortunately. Mm. But I don't know if I've ever been a fan of Jada Pinkett Smith. And does this red table talk thing, and it just seems like once she wants to burn every bridge, like everyone that's been close to her goes in that show, and it seems like she fucks them all over. And then she puts this out because Red Table Talk goes away. And she just seems like the worst person in the world. And I want her to stop talking. If I buy your book, will you stop talking? Because I'll do that. Probably not. Probably not. Do you order Postmates? Not often. Mostly because really? there's just not many options where I live. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. We use it probably too much, if I'm being honest. Um, but I imagine like most of our listeners are also using like Grubhub or, you know, Uber Eats or Postmates a good bit. I want to pose this question to the YFTers out there. I just want to know if you guys do this too, because I do it a lot and I don't know if it's normal. When I'm hungover, I need Postmates to be brought. I need food to be brought to me immediately or I'm going to die. And it's usually a Jimmy John sandwich. I am obsessively watching the car, where it is and how far it is from me and what what is the updated time it's going to arrive. I know exactly when the car gets there, okay? But I do not go outside to meet the person with the bag because I don't want them to see how much of a piece of shit I am. And does anyone else do that? Does anyone else just wait like for them to drive away then you go get it because you're like, I don't want them to see, I don't want them to judge me because they're like, your fucking lazy ass couldn't drive a quarter of a mile to get this Jimmy John sandwich. Like, what's wrong with you? And then also like, Jesus Christ, like you rich, spoiled, privileged piece of shit. You have to have me go get your shit. And then I don't want them to see me and then be like, ugh, God, you're exactly what's wrong with the world, you know? So I just have to let them, I have to let them go, even though I want the sandwich immediately. So anyways, I just, I was just wondering if, if like the YFTers out there also have this like self-loathing, terrible feeling every time you order Postmates when you're hungover because you're just so embarrassed about the person that you've become and you've grown into be, you know? Is that just me? <laughs> I think it's just you. Got it, got it, got it. The only time I use Postmates is when I'm in LA or like when I'm somewhere with no car. Yeah. Like occasionally if I'm traveling and I'm at a hotel and I don't want hotel food, I'll Postmates because I can't drive anywhere. And I just don't want to talk to people. That's yeah. why I don't go meet them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Yeah. So I'm just an asshole. Yeah, yeah. You're an asshole and I am um, ashamed of yeah. myself. So, yes. you know. Tweet his own. Postmates really uh, brings out the best in us, doesn't yeah. it? 
I'm going to kind of dive into music a little bit here. I'm in a weird spot in TikTok where there's these creators, these musicians who are taking like pop songs and then making them sad bastard songs. And I love them. Have have you run across this? Can't say I have. His name's Corey. I believe he's a national musician. This is him taking the Pina Colada song. If you like Pina Coladas, I'm getting caught in the rain. You know that song? Mm -hmm. Oh, and, yeah. And then making it the most sad bastard song ever. And I just want to play it for everyone because it's just so, it's so much better as a sad song, if I'm being honest with you. Really? I love it. Right. Waiting with Carlos. She walked in the place. Knew her smile I would buy this record immediately, by the way. So good though, right? I saw someone do it with Margaritaville, and someone was like, "You don't know how sad, you don't know how fucking sad Margaritaville is until you hear it sung as a sad song." It is a very sad song. (laughs) Oh, it's really, yeah, really, really. Like if you like look, read the lyrics, it's like this person is very sad. Okay, this last one I'll do. I loved it so much. Last least song I'll do. It's from like the 1950s. Okay, and it's this Italian singer who wanted to make fun of Americans for their pop music. So he made up a pop song that sounded American, but he doesn't know English. So he just sang gibberish. And it is so fucking good. (laughs) I guess I I am that stupid American, but I was like, this is fucking awesome. Anyways, check it out. (laughs) Okay. With a stain of shoes and I will hold Billy the scene Then a whole rape maybe get the color boss time Chickens and my happy key to cold Baby to stay yet Little Joe I mean, that it's sounds insane. fucking awesome, by the way. It's a bop. I mean, that song that's so massive right now, that greedy song, it's gibberish. Yeah. Well, I can barely understand a word she's saying. And I, it's the most popular song right now. I wonder if your sister does this, but like, I know that U2 does this. I know that Anthony Kiedis does this. I think that even the Beatles did this. They'll get melody, they'll play it, and then they'll sing gibberish over it and like do a voice note mm-hmm. to like get how they want it to sound. And then they'll go back and they'll put words in that gibberish to like make it make sense, you know? But they're just trying to get good mm-hmm. vocalization with the melody. A lot of times when you're like listening to like the Chili Peppers, you're like, this does sound like gibberish. And I think for the most part, it originally mm-hmm. was, you know? 
anyways. Yeah, totally. I've definitely heard like d- like demos of Miley's where she's like it's not that she's saying gibberish, but she's definitely just like saying words that don't all make sense together necessarily. Sometimes they're just filler words for the melody, yeah. and then they end up changing. Yeah. So I do think that's pretty common. Yeah, I think that's very interesting. Genius. The last thing I have is this isn't me being political, although albeit I do not like Ted Cruz. But I guess um, they made, I guess the Democrats made a ad against Ted Cruz in Texas or something. The reason why I like it is because I feel like this is us a little bit. Okay. So anyways, this. Like you and I? Yeah. And like. I'm concerned. Yeah, I know. All right. So just check it out. Okay. So this is a hashtag Ted Cruz. The new ad is great. I do every week a podcast. I do a podcast every week. I do a podcast three days a week. I do a podcast. I do a podcast. I do a podcast. Last year, I launched a podcast. Two years ago, I launched a podcast. Three years ago, I launched a podcast. I do a podcast. My last podcast. Today's podcast on the podcast. Podcast on my podcast. Back to Katanji Brown Jackson's confirmation hearing. You know, a couple of years ago, I was doing... My weekly podcast. <laughs> my podcast. 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 The podcast. 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 Wow. He's Wait, proud of that podcast. Does he have a podcast? <laughs> I don't know. I, I love it. It's, Wait, do we have a podcast? I think so. We also have a YouTube show. <laughs> I what I love I, what I love about that is the entire smear campaign is just him saying his podcast. <laughs> like nothing against policy or like what he's done no. or like what he hasn't done. <laughs> just like fuck this guy. <laughs> Too much podcast talk. <laughs> oh fuck. Oh, and if That's you're if you're a Republican, I'm sorry, but you have to see how funny that is. <laughs> it is funny. Oh, uh, fuck. Okay, that's all I got, man. That's good. You need music? You want to go out in musics? Podcast. 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 Should we just go out and podcast? Uh, let's see. <clears throat> I've been talking about the book I've been listening to called Extraction. It's a three-part series. Oh, yeah. I'm on the third book now. It is so good. Oh, wow. You're cruising. Cruising. Anyways, go Cruise. listen to it. R.R. Haywood. It is so good. It's got to be a freaking show soon. Podcast, podcast, podcast. I don't know if I have any music. Okay. This is the California Honey Drops. Bye-bye, baby. I like that. I think you will, too. You got anything good coming up? What's going on? I'm um, coming to LA. Oh, you're coming to LA? Yeah, LA. I'll be there and live in person next week. Nice. You can see my new office. Um, let's see, this podcast comes out Friday now, so yeah. I'm playing Vegas on Sunday. If anybody finds themselves in Las Vegas for PBR weekend, nice. come on out to XS Nightclub. I'm playing the official after party. Should be fun. And then I'll be in LA to see Wells. Nice. I got nothing. Sarah's going to be going on vacation. She's going on a bachelorette party, so I'm going to be Ooh, hanging out with myself. So chilling. I'm chilling like a villain. Uh, my mom wants to host some card night. She's obsessed with card night. Okay. She says it's fun. I don't know. You should come. When is that? This weekend? I think it's going to be, I think Monday night is what we were thinking. Okay. Well, let me know. Because I don't, I don't get there till Monday. Oh, okay. 
All right, YFTS. Well, we love you. And thanks for listening to our podcast. Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you enjoyed our podcast. Did you know that we have a podcast? We totally have a podcast. We have a podcast. All right, see you guys. I think, I think so. If it's on YouTube, is it still a podcast? It's a TV show and a podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.